in Romans 8. We're going to start in verse 1. We're going to go through, one, or through 11. We might get there. We might not. It's going to be a ride for all of us. We talked about this idea of freedom. And as we were planning and going through it, um, this, is, this passage of 1 and 2, which is our, our theme verse for the week, kept standing out. And as we thought about it, right, ultimately this passage is talking about the freedom that Christ brings in in, in salvation. But there's so much more to that as well that hits to all of us. So whether you're here for the first time today, whether you're hearing the name of Jesus for the first time today, or whether you've been saved for 60 years, I'm praying that God is going to meet each and every single one of us exactly where we are at. So let's start reading this and then we'll break it down. Romans 8 verse 1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, since it was weakened by the flesh, God did. He condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son in the likeness of sin. In the light, ooh, let me, let's back that up. Sin is son in the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering in order that the law's requirements would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit have their minds set on the things of the spirit. Now the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is is life and peace. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. And indeed, it is unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And if indeed the spirit of God lives in you, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of Sin, But the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who was raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through the spirit who lives in you. God, I pray today that as we go through this message, Lord, that you would touch hearts, God, that you would change hearts, Lord. God, that whatever heaviness that we've brought in here today, Lord, I pray that we can give it to you because there is nothing in this life that is too big for you, God, and there is nothing in this life that is better than you. We ask all these things in your name, amen. So we started looking at this and in verse one it says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Anytime we see therefore in the Bible, Paul is usually tagging on to a statement that he's already made. And in chapter seven, the the passage right before this, he talks about the problem with sin. And that sin comes in and just completely wrecks and devastates our life. Paul himself said, the very things that I don't wanna do, I end up doing. And the very things that I do wanna do, I don't do. Right, sin has a way of messing with our lives, of taking us farther than we ever wanted to go and making us do things that we never wanted to do. It gets us in the deepest ruts and it puts us in the hardest spots in life. But there's a 
promise that Paul is making right here. And in verse 8, it's that therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Right? This is a promise that if we have given our life to Jesus, there is not a thing here that can hold us back. Right? There is not a thing in this world that has anything against us. There is true freedom in the cross. Right? And that is the only place that freedom will ever come from is the cross. We go through life and people have opinions about us, correct? Everybody with me? People have opinions about us. We have done things and people have that. We try and strive and strive to be all these things. Right, we try to look a certain way or we try to be a certain type of way or to impress a certain type of person or we work our life away to get acknowledgement. Can I tell you guys this? You will never be good enough. We will never be good enough. You will never be smart enough. You will never be pretty enough. You will never be liked enough. But that's okay because that is not where we find our freedom. Right, the moment that we as a church sit and understand that there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus is the moment that we will begin to experience the freedom that Christ has truly brought us. Right, it's not a world of striving and chasing after the world, but it's a world of striving and chasing after Jesus because he is our identity. He is who we rest in. Verse 2 says, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Right, Paul's talking here in, in the law, and we're going to talk about this, the law. We're going to keep going as we go through and we'll get deeper. But where the church was at this point, and Paul is sharing with them, is they were working off of this rules-based mentality, Right? God had placed the law in front of them and the law had become what it was never meant to be. And so these people are walking and trying to live their life to a perfect standard that none of us will ever achieve. Is anybody in here perfect? Anybody? Okay, awesome. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Glad we are all together. And so Jesus and the cross sets us free from that. And in verse three, what the law could not do since it was weakened by the flesh, God did. He condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering. Everybody say freedom. Freedom, once again, is only found in the cross. There's a lot of things that can take our time in this world. There's a lot of things that we can do to try to fill a void. And all of those things will just leave you wanting more and empty. Right, when life gets chaotic, we try to disguise ourselves by keeping busy. Do I got any of those people in here? You try to keep yourself busy to distract you from everything that's going on, right? You try to surround yourself with people. Any of those people, right? Some of us, when life gets busy and chaotic, we like to eat. That's me, right? At the end of the day, the work has to stop. At the end of the day, people go home. And sadly, at the end of the day, my plate is empty. 
the only thing that's ever gonna set us free is Jesus. It is Jesus. Four, in order that the law's requirement would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Verse five, for those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit according to the spirit of flesh is death. It's real simple. You're either living for Jesus or you're not. You're either living for Jesus or you're not. There is no gray areas when it comes to salvation and there's no gray areas when it comes to God. See, before Jesus enters our life, before he changed my heart, I was living for myself. Before Jesus, we live for ourselves. No matter how good of a person we think we are, how good of a deed it is, it doesn't matter. We care about us and us only. The moment that Jesus invades our life, it changes everything. It changes everything. I'm going to skip down to verse 8 for time's sake. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. It's real simple. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God, right? If we are not walking with God, if, if we are not following him, how do we please him? You can't, right? Because you're not a child of God. And this is where the promise comes in in verse 9. You, however, are not in the flesh, but are in the spirit. And if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Verse 10. Now, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit It gives life because of righteousness. Church, understand this. Our identity is not in the things that we do. It is not in how we dress. It is not in the house that we live in. It is not in how our life appears, but it is solely in Jesus, in the work of Jesus on the cross. If we as believers cannot say that our life is about Jesus, then we need to take a step back and look at something different. We need to have some self-reflection. I think a lot of us get caught up in this idea of what our life is supposed to look like. We grow up thinking that I have to do this and I have to measure up this way. But I know growing up in a Baptist church, I thought that I had to have a certain type of quiet time and my life had to look a certain way. And if I didn't spend at least 30 minutes with Jesus, then it wasn't enough. And if I wasn't at church every time the doors were open, then I was failing. And that every time I sinned and every time I messed up, that God wasn't pleased with me and God wasn't happy with me. 
Can I tell y'all that that's not freedom? I want us to look as we go through the rest of this. And I want us to experience freedom. I want us to take our lives and look at how we live our lives on a daily basis. And I want us to ask ourselves two questions. Do I look like Jesus and does my life reflect the gospel? If we say yes to those two questions, nothing else matters and everything else falls in line. God's not sitting there waiting for you to spend 30 minutes in your Bible with him. He's waiting for you to fall in love with him. He's waiting for you to grow deeper every day. God doesn't care about your social status or the house that you live in, the car that you drive. What he cares about is your heart and how you're changing lives around you. Verse 11, I'm gonna finish with a a physical illustration today. Um, But before I do that, they're gonna bring up a table and get it set. I'm gonna hit this last verse. Um, And as we go through this, I'm hoping that this is gonna bring everything I've said to life. Verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his spirit who lives in you. Let me read that one more time. Verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his spirit who lives in you. That's a promise, right? If God lives in us, if Jesus lives in us, Right, if we believe that Jesus took the cross, that he is God's son and he died for us, and we pursue and chase after him, then there's a promise that he's living in us. And if God is living in us, then what can be against us? What do we have to worry about? Right, this year has been crazy. There are so many things that have happened that have been out of all of our control. We've lost loved ones. We've lost people that we've cared about. We've lost our jobs. We've lost a sense of normalcy. Right? We all have to wear a mask in the store. We all have to wear a mask when we go somewhere. Right? I can't walk down a grocery aisle and, like, try to say excuse me and just give a smirk at somebody and, like, it's okay. Right? It's just a blank stare now. (laughs) There's so many things that have been upside down in our life. Things that we never thought that we would have to go through. But Jesus is consistent. God is the only consistent thing. And the beautiful part about this is while the rest of the world gets to freak out, while the rest of the world is in chaos, God is not. And his bride shouldn't be either. Because we live in the freedom of the cross. Everybody say freedom. Freedom, Freedom, okay. I'm gonna do this little physical thing for my visual learners. Where are my visual learners at? Okay, I'm a visual learner. I got you. When things break, I go to YouTube and watch people fix it. And then I try to fix it. 
Don't ask me the success rate. It's usually okay. So I want you guys to walk with me here. We have three glasses that are going to represent three different things. We have Jesus. In all of its purity, in this clear, beautiful glass, right? Then there's us. How God created us. How everything started off. Pure, clear, clean. Then we have sin. Sin is disgusting, it's dirty, there's shame, there's lying, there's pride, there's arrogance, there's doubt. This invaded what God meant to be pure. This is how the world sees us. And sadly, this is how some of you see yourselves, as this. And for some of you without Jesus today, this is you. And that's okay. Because we serve a God that loved us enough that he sent his son to die for us to give us freedom. Now let me show you something here. Here's sin. Here's Jesus. See, Jesus takes the sin away. Jesus took a death on the cross so that we didn't have to. God made a way for us by sending his son. In church today, whether you've known Jesus for 60 years or whether this is the first time, this speaks to all of us because Jesus took our sin. Behold the man upon the cross we just sang about today, and guess what? All this, this gets renewed. We're made new again. This right here is the freedom that we get to live in. This is the freedom. See this sin, guess what? You keep pouring it on, it's gone. That doesn't matter. That is not our identity anymore. Jesus is our identity. The sin is not what defines you. The shame is not what defines you. The way that you see yourself is not what defines you. The way that the world sees you is not what defines you. The perfect blood of Jesus on the cross is what defines you. That is the freedom that we get to walk in. Stop comparing yourself to everything else in this world. Stop comparing yourself to the other believers around you. So what if somebody else has an hour quiet time? Great for them. You be content with the time that you're spending with Jesus. Grow, learn. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else in your job field. You be you. Be forgiven. 
be a son or a daughter of God. There is freedom in the cross. There is freedom in Jesus. We're going to have a time today where we're just going to get right and we're going to get vulnerable. If you are here today and you don't know Jesus, we're going to give you a time to know Jesus. There are staff members all around this room. I'm here. Pastor James is here. Pastor Steve is here. There are people everywhere. There are small group leaders. There are deacons. There are people who would just love to tell you that Jesus loves you. And they just want to love on you. And for everybody else in this room, maybe you need to get real with yourself. Maybe you need to stop comparing yourself to other things. Maybe you need to find freedom today. Maybe you need to take your Christian walk to the next level and say, God, I'm a mess, but I'm ready to be used. Take me and use me. Right? These altars are open. The same thing goes for you. If you need to talk to any of us, come find us. Don't let fear, don't let shame, don't let pride, don't let any of that stand in your way today. When God wants you to move, you move. 